Welcome everyone to the Ovet Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Tzadi Aleph. We'll begin on Tzadi Aleph Amur Aleph. At the two dots on the top of the page. So we were talking about the different Knasot. We're at the words Bat Kohen Minat Rumah. At the two dots, five lines down on Tzadi Aleph Amur Aleph. And we're discussing over here, if you have a Bat Kohen, who was married and her husband went away, her Kohen husband went away, and when the queen went away, he, they thought he was dead. She went to the Beis Betin, and they let her get married on, with one witness. And then, finally, he ended up coming back. The halakha was that she gets knas 16 ways. One of the ways is that she can't eat truma. Where it says, Afilu Even if the truma is not truma deraita, you might have thought that since she didn't do it on purpose, the rabbi would let her eat truma de rabbanan and not the raita. We're answering no. Even to the rabbanan, she would not be able to eat. What else? Neither one of the yorshin could get her ketubah. Now the Gemara asks, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Ketubata, my avite. What kind of ketubah? There is no ketubah. We already said she's not getting ketubah. When her, she gets married in a situation like this, She's losing ketubah. So why would the, her heirs inherit the ketubah of the, the heirs of the first husband or the heirs of the second husband inherit the ketubah? They can't inherit the ketubah at all. So the Gemara, Amar Papa, ketubat benin dechrin. We're talking about a special ketubah of the benin dechrin. Benin dechrin means it used to be that if a person would give his daughter, when a person would give his daughter money before she gets married, that's called a nadan. This nadan was standard when people want to get married. You give your daughter money, this way the husband will be quick to marry her. However, people were reluctant to give their daughters a big nadan because they were afraid if they give a big nadan to the daughter and the daughter dies first, then... uh, the dower, the money that was given would be inherited not just by the sons that she has, but maybe from the previous previous owners. Because if she dies, the husband's going to inherit her. And then all the money will be split. For example, you have a guy who was previously married with four kids. And this he's thinking to get remarried because his wife passed away. And the, the second wife is going to bring a million dollars in. But the father's worried that if he gives her the million dollars and she has only one son... And the father has four pre- previous sons. If, her, if his daughter dies first, the million dollars will end up with the f- husband, who will then split it m- among five kids as opposed to just giving it to his one grandson. So they said that only her male sons will get the kids and nobody else. That's called the Now, in that thing, that's also, they won't get that. Mara says, Pshita. Of course not. If there's no Ketubah, then there's no tenai ketubah. Benin dechrin is only a tenai, a condition of a ketubah, and therefore, obviously, she obviously that does not going to work. I might have thought, yes, we want to make give her a knas, but why would we give her kids a knas? Okay, so she lost it. Why would we make this one child of hers lose out on this big chelik of the million dollars, all because his mother got remarried? He didn't do anything wrong. Let him get his million dollars. Kamashwal, and that's still, since it's part of the Ketubah, you lose it. Okay, beautiful. Then we said, 
the bro- each one brothers, which means the first husband brother, the original husband, and the second husband who she married illegally, well, with permission, but illegally, uh, both of the brothers do chalitza and don't yibum. The first brother has to do chalitza and because she really, that's her brother-in-law. The second one, and she doesn't do yibum, really he could do yibum, but the rabbis don't let you do yibum because we don't, because the rabbis are worried that, that since she was not supposed to get married, but classing that you can't do yibum. And Achib Shashinichotz Midrabanan, Velo Meabem, Velo Melatim, Velo Melatim. He can't do Chalitza Midrabanan. He can't do Yibum at all because um, because it's not called Yibum. Even Midrabanan, because she was never married. Okay. Okay, now we go for the next part of the Gemara. Next part of the was a little more complicated part of the Mishnah where we have a three-way machloket. Now, the three Tanaim are arguing on Tanakama. The Tanakama was saying that when a lady is in this situation, there's 16 different knasot that we give her. Now, these other Tanaim are arguing about some of those knasot. Rabbi Yossi says that her ketubah goes against the husband. So according to her, she gets a husband... Her husband gets a, she gets a ksuba on the first husband, okay. And according to Bialazar, he says something. He doesn't talk about the ksuba, but he says that the first husband gets maaseyadeh, which means the, the the first husband gets uh, money that she earns in a in a job, plus also gets to be matir mafir her nedarim. Now Rabbi Shimon doesn't talk about either of the first things, and he says that the Yibum, he disagrees about the Yibum and the Chalitza. He says if, if the first husband does Yibum or Chalitza with her, it makes the other, her co-wife, Patur from Yibum and Chalitza, which means that the Yibum will work on her. Enough to get rid of a co-wife who is not remarried. So in other words, let's say you have a case of a co-wife who didn't get, re, you have two wives, one got remarried, assuming the husband was dead, the other one didn't. Uh, then the husband died. So... If the brother or the first husband does yibum to her, it'll put to the co-wife, which means there is some connection between her and the husband. Also, she says that the kid, if, if the, she re really has a kid from the first husband, it's not a mamzer. So there's two ways to understand this of machlokas. Either like Rav Huna or Rav Yochanan. Rav Huna says, which means that the later ones agree with the first ones. But the first ones don't read the later one, which means he's saying that in the three, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi does not agree with Rabbi Lezer or Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon agrees with Rabbi Yossi, and Rabbi Lezer agrees with Rabbi Yossi, but not Rabbi Shimon. Which means it goes from the least chidush to the biggest chidush. So the least chidush is Rabbi Yossi because he only holds kitubah on the first husband, but he doesn't agree with Nedarim or Yibum. And then there's a Belezer who, who agrees with Kitubah and Maasei Adeah, but does not agree with Yibum. And there's a Shimon who agrees with all three. That's Rabbi Huna's way. Let's see. Amar Huna. Batrai Modelo Kamai. The later ones agree with the first ones. And the first ones don't agree with the later ones. How's it go? Rabbi Shimon Modelo Rabbi Azar. He agrees to be Azar. That not just Chalitza, but he agrees to Masiyadeh. Why? Because it's the Ma'abiyah, the Ikari Surah Lachnis. 
if bi'ah, which is an actual isur, the rabbis, he agrees the rabbis let, then for sure, definitely ma'asayadeh, with only money, the rabbis will agree. He says, I'm sorry. Rabbi Yehazir doesn't agree with Rabbi Shimon. Why? Because he says, only money, they don't cross. He says, they do make a question on Biyah, because Biyah, they won't allow, because Biyah is, is, is actually suit. But both of them agree to Yossi when it comes to Ketubah, who's to say, And they say, if the rabbis don't punish things that only while they're married, definitely Ketubah, which when she when the marriage is over, why should they make a knas on something that's that's already history? Ketubah happens after the marriage is over, and therefore, why should if the rabbis agree to things while they're married, meaning they agree to abia or maseyadeh, then they'll definitely agree to ketubah. Now, the other way around, Rabbi Yossi lo motel. Rabbi Yossi doesn't agree with them because he says ketubah. When it comes to the ketubah, the mishkelumafek who that's only when she's leaving. Since the, the the marriage is over, that's why the rabbi didn't kenas. Avahani diyato today, but the other ones that are while they're married, it is a kenas or it's an actual bia. Okay, so that's the way Rabbi Huna is looking at the three. Rabbi Yochanan says the other way around. Kamai modlo He holds at the. The first ones agree with the second ones, which means that Rabbi Yossi agrees with Rabbi Elazar and Rabbi Shimon. And Batrai lo model kamai, but he says that the later ones don't agree with the first ones. How does that work? If you have a ketubah, which is from him to her, it's not knas. Definitely the mitzia and the masyadea, which is from her to him. Which means the kituba, the kituba if he says you don't punish something which the husband's giving her, definitely you're not going to punish something that the wife's giving him because we're trying to get, get punish her. So if we're not punishing kituba, which means we're giving her a reward for doing a bad thing, definitely we're not going to take away the thing which is taking money from her. We want we want to punish her. Reza doesn't agree because he says He says no. which is from her to him. They don't make a class. We want to take away money. But but where the money is going to her and it's a bad thing, then he'll hold. We do make a class. They both which means. If the two things while they are alive, we don't increase. Definitely, we shouldn't make a, a problem with bia because this rabbi, Reb Shimon, is talking about which is bia after death. Therefore, if, he, if you hold that we allow things while they are alive, certainly after he's dead, you're not going to punish. But Shimon doesn't agree because he says no. They only argue. They only. Allow beer, which is after death. 
but things that are alive, Mishmar will say we don't agree with. And that's the, the two ways to explain the Machloket. Okay, now we're at the two dots. Neset Shalobrashut. If she got married without permission, then she can go back to the husband. Which means, this is talking about a case where a woman's husband went away. They thought he was dead. She got remarried because there was two witnesses that he died. Then if she gets remarried, then there's no knas since she was two witnesses. There's no knas at all. Says the Gemara. Amar of Huna, Amar Rav, Hachi, like that, that uh, she could get remarried. Amar Allah, why are you sneaking? If you hold like Rabbi Shimon, Emma, you should say, Halakha Kribi Shimon. Right? Dijimatik, the Kribi Shimon Kazla, because you're following Rabbi Shimon. If I say that, if I would have said Halakha Shimon, you would think that it's true even for the first Halakha. Can't be? So, you could have said that only in the last case. Why do you, why do you make it like you're making your own halacha? Gemara says, Kasha, it's a good question. Amar Shashat. Amina, I said, Kinayim Vishaki Rab Amar Lashmaitim. Rab must have been sleeping when he said this halacha. Why? Halacha, Mechlal Dapligi. If you say halacha, it's like Rabbi Shimon. That sounds like someone argues on him. Right? We said, Halakha like Rabbi Shimon, that you can get remarried. But that sounds like someone argues on Rabbi Shimon. What do you want her to do? Why would anyone argue with Bishimon's law? Bishimon's law is that if two witnesses came back home, came back to testify her husband's dead, and she got remarried, she doesn't get knas, she's allowed to go back to the husband. Why would anyone argue with that? What, what did you want her to do? Everyone relies on two witnesses. Two witnesses are great. What else would you want her to do? Says my Lord, another problem. Anytime a person marries any of the arayot, you marry your sister or your aunt, you don't need to get. The only exception is if a married woman gets married with betin, telling what to do. That's only if you do it with a betin, which means you did one witness. But if you did it with a witness, you don't need to get. You're completely married. Mani, who is it? It's like a zadon. It's like you're doing something on purpose, right? Which means that we treat it, even though we let you do it. But if the guy ends up coming back, we treat it like as if you got married on purpose. And when we said al piyadim, if you got married with betin, which means you got married with two witnesses, then we treat a kishigreg like a like a shogeg, and you could go back to your husband. But the edi edi, it sounds when he tells you that we treat it like this, it sounds like lo get. You don't need to get either it's a shogeg or mazib, but you don't need to get el abrabanan must be zabanan. And yet we say that you don't need to get when you when you get married with two people, and therefore. Why would anyone say that if you get married with two people, you might need to get? Of course you don't need to get. No one, no one will say you need to get.
No one argues with Rabbi Shimon. Mar says, no. Le'olam really is Rabbi Shimon. Betir Taka will explain this. Rabbi Shimon meant, Asu betin behoratan. The rabbis made it, the betin made it like horatan, ki chavanat ishbisha. Like as if a guy had married a woman to get married to her. Which means, Ubay again, therefore you need to get. If you got married, it's like a person get married without trying to marry. Lo again, then you don't need to get. Which means that the rabbis made it that when you get married with one witness, you're going to need to get, and with two witnesses, you don't need to get. It's like when a person marries with, like a guy has relations without getting married, you don't need to get. That's all it means to say. So we're using the words like. Like having Kavanah to get married, which means it's like a, in a normal case when a guy wants to get married, he needs a get. And in a normal case, when a guy has no Kavanah to get married, he doesn't need a get. And that's what we're referring to. That's what we meant the Mishnah said. Now, Rav Ashi Amar, no. Le'olam Isura Katani. Really, we said for Isura. Right? Asu Betin Zadon We made it like a Zadon, which means Umitza al should become Asura on the husband. Since you get married with one witness, it's like as long as you are sure on the husband. We're talking about whether you are sure on your husband or not. But we're not we're talking about whether or not you need to get. According to this, there's another way to get out of the brighter. The brighter is not referring to get, it's referring to whether or not you are sure on your husband. Normally, a woman who cheats on her husband is sure. If you got married with one witness, it's like you cheated. Two witnesses, not like you cheated. Avina Amano. We're talking about whether or not you have to bring a korban chatat for doing the sin. When we said that too, we didn't make it like a zadon, which means lo ma'ati korban did on purpose. You don't bring a korban if you're with one witness. If a woman got remarried with a uh, with witness, and she needs to bring a korban like a shkreg ma'ati korban. Another way to get out of the problem. The first brighter was really the Rabbanan. Explain it like this. When we say that no one needs to get besides for Eshet Ish. Vishni said, Not Eshet Ish. Sheni said. Eshet Ish. Vishen, he said, and a woman who got married with these two things, and Eshet Ish, who got married with two witnesses, and Shen, he said, or everyone in both cases, you need to get, therefore it fits fine with the bride that everyone needs to get, according to the B, Shimon. Sorry, according to Rabbanan. Rabbanan will say that everyone needs to get, and therefore if you switch the bride to Vishen, he said, it fits like both of them. Mativ Ulo, Ulo asked the question, me and me and my husband, do we really say what do you want her to do and therefore what should she do? Has she got married with two witnesses and therefore she gets no punishment? Vatanad, we learned in a Mishnah, thank you. Katav l'shem malchut, hogenet. Let's say a guy wrote a get. According to malchut, that's not hogenet. Which means, uh, he wrote a, d- a date in the get according to the Roman empires, right? 
Normally, the date in the get is very important, and they wrote it with the date of the Roman date. So here, the guy made a mistake. Instead, of, you don't, normally you only do use a Roman date in a Roman city to make the Romans happy, but here you did a Roman date in a different city. Or l'shem achut yavan, kinyan madai or yavan, or binyan abayit, or from the from the time of Beit Midrash built, or the churban abayit. Or you were in the east of the city, you wrote in the west. You were in the west, you wrote in the east. In either case, it gets no good. You get married. And if you got remarried to another girl, to another guy, you need to get divorced from both of them. All these things happen to her. Why do we punish her if what you're saying is true that if the girl is not is blameless, we don't punish her? So why would we punish her now? She should have read the get. Since she didn't read the get, she's responsible, and there also she gets punished. Tashma proved to you that we don't that we punish her anyway, even if she couldn't have done anything. It says, let's say a guy marries his Yivama. And he said, and he went to get married. And says, well, then turned to the first one, I don't eat. So you have a, a, a man married to two girls, okay, uh, Gertrude and Cindy, and the guy does bia on Gertrude, and therefore once he does bia on Gertrude, Cindy goes to marry another guy. She marries Carl, and then what happens? Turns out they find out that Gertrude was an I don't eat. and if it's I don't eat, the marriage is no good. And if so, you need to do a new yivama. And now she got married. Already to Carl. Cindy got married to Carl. Tetzema says that Cindy has to divorce both Carl and and the Avam. All these things apply to her. Why do we tell her Hazita? What do you want her to do? If you claim that when there's nothing to do, we don't punish her, so why do we make her get divorced from everyone? Let's say, what should she have done? Let her get married to the Avam. She should have waited to see if he was an island eat. Don't get married to see if she's an island eat. Your co-wife. Amar Tashma bring another proof. It says, We said all the ariyot that we said, they make the tzalot patur. Which means, when they do, If what happens, she also should have waited. Because, again, there's two cases. One case is you have uh, a co wife who got married. Now we have a case of a co wife who was related who let them off. But again, if the co-wife related turns out who was related turns out to be an Ionit, then she wasn't really married, so therefore she won't let him off. In other words, let's say, for example, I'll give you a classical case. You have uh, Ruvain who's married to Gertrude, and then Ruvain marries Cindy. Then Ruvain dies with her kids. Now, now Gertrude falls in front of the brother Shimon. But it happens to me that Gertrude is Shimon's daughter. And therefore, the fact that Gertrude is Shimon's daughter makes Cindy not need... Uh, not need Yibum from Shimon also, and Cindy goes free to marry Carl. Now, if it comes out that Gertrude, Shimon's daughter, was an island, then she was never married to her uncle, and if so, then Cindy needs Yibum. So why do we knas her in that case? We should have said, what should she have done? And we said, no, she should have waited to see that she's not an island. Amar Tashma bin Yipruv, which is Katav, 
sofer get leish b'shover leisha. If a, if a sofer wrote a get for a man and a shover and a receipt for the get for the woman, switching around, he, wrote, he gave the get to one and the shover to the other one, the get to the, to the woman and the receipt to the man, and then they gave it to each other. So the woman gave the man the get, and the man gave the get the receipt. And later on, we see that the guy's got to get when she's supposed to have the get. And the woman has the shover when she's supposed to have the get. So then, she needs to divorce both of them. All the rules apply to her. All the, all the different halachot of the Mishnah apply. Why do the 16 things? What, what do you want her to do? She didn't do anything wrong. No. He should have read the get. Another case. Let's say he wrote the name, the guy's name wrong or the girl's name wrong or his, her city or her city wrong. She's divorced and she has to get out. And all the 16 classes apply. We say the same thing. What should, what should she have done? Why are you punishing her? She also should have read the get. If a guy married with a bald get, which means you have a get. That was written without a, a signature on the folds. Usually every time you fold, you have to sign the folds to show that it's yours. It's Takanat Chachamim. So whenever Kohen does a get, he has to fold it and sign it. Now, a get kerech is a false one. If a, guy, if a lady, lady got divorced with a, with a, a get kerech, it's pasul. And you have to go out of both, both ladies. Why? Again, if I like a get, she should have read the get and saw that it wasn't the right one. Papa Savar, no. He thought he could follow the rules and say, "What she done? Let her go back to husband." thought we have all these cases. didn't we answer them? So he agreed. He stopped doing it, which means. Yes, we answer the question and say you can't bring a proof from all these cases because she should have read, should this, and therefore it's not a proof. But they are. It could be that the answers are not right. Meaning, if you have a real case of my have a limit, probably probably would work. We're going to actually work on it and rely on it. We don't see that that's true. Okay. We're going to stop over here at the bottom of the page. Amar Abashi. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.